I'm Sandra Jarvis, and you're listening to Silence Your Inner Mean Girl, day 12 of the October 31 and 31 Marathon. This is episode 19, The Path to Self-Acceptance. Welcome to Silence Your Inner Mean Girl, the podcast where we explore the voice in your head that makes you feel insignificant and keeps you wondering if you'll ever be enough. If you're ready to silence your inner mean girl so you can unleash the badass woman within, you're in the right place. Let's get to it. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we are talking about self-acceptance, which is the second pillar in the self-love club. Now, the self-love club is my new small group coaching program that starts in November, and I'm going to give you all the details about it at the end of this episode. So stay tuned. But in the meantime, let's talk about self-acceptance. So self-acceptance is not the same as self-esteem. And I want to be sure that we qualify those two things. Self-esteem refers specifically to how valuable or worthwhile you see yourself. Whereas self-acceptance is a much more global view of yourself, all right? When you're self-accepting, you embrace all the facets of yourself, not just the positive things, but the ones that you see as negatives too. So self-acceptance recognizes your weaknesses and your limitations and all of the things that you see as problems. (laughs) But that awareness of those things doesn't interfere with your ability to fully love and accept yourself. So I'm going to say this. If you really want to improve your self-love, you're going to have to explore the parts of you that you have not yet been able to accept. Because ultimately, Liking yourself, loving yourself has everything to do with self-acceptance. And it's only when you can stop judging yourself for the things that you see as weaknesses that you can really start to create a more positive sense of who you are. So I believe that self-love happens naturally when you quit being so hard on yourself. All right. So what determines our self-acceptance or the lack thereof. Well, there's been a lot of research done on this very topic. And what it shows is that before the age of eight, human beings lack the ability to have a separate sense of self other than what they get from the adults around them. So If you grew up in a home where your parents were unable or unwilling to communicate that you were acceptable, that you were enough, then you were a prime candidate for low self-esteem, which equates to low self-acceptance. Because as a child, you can only learn to accept yourself to the degree that you are accepted by your parents or your primary caregivers. So the truth is most of us have parents or had parents who praised us based on how we acted. And unfortunately, when you're young and still learning how to behave, it's pretty common for parents to be disapproving of the behaviors of their kids, right? We all did it. I know that I did it to my children. 
but that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with the child. Unfortunately, as a young child who is unable to make that determination on their own, you grow up learning that your behaviors aren't acceptable and you interpret that to mean that you are not acceptable, right? And as as we all grew and we started to separate our identity, our identity from our parents, then we kept those opinions and we began to see ourselves as inadequate, as not good enough, all right? So these messages from our parents come in all kinds of packaging. I have had clients who believe everything about themselves. Uh, clients who believe they're too fat, they're too stupid, they're too ugly, they're too loud, they're too quiet, they're too needy, they're too smart, they're too skinny, they're too nice, <laughs> they're too mean, they're too selfish. I mean, the truth is, almost all of us come to see ourselves as only conditionally acceptable because of the messages our parents gave us when we were young. Now, who knows what made our parents give us those messages? I am not here to say that they were abusive or anything else. Now, of course, there are abusive parents out there, but there are also parents out there who are doing their best as humans, but they learned the same things from their parents. And so they're just passing on what they learned. It's important to understand that the internalized feelings of not being enough for most of us were learned and they were learned at a very young age. But that doesn't mean that it's true. The truth is that as adults, we are still believing those things that we learned from our parents. And because of that, we are unwittingly creating a lot of our own problems based on the self-criticism that we internalized as children's at the hands of our critical parents. <laughs> so now as adults, our job is to undo that conditioning and to try to uncover the beliefs that we had before our parents got our hands on us or got their hands on us. But that's not always an easy task. And on top of that, in addition to all of the conditioning that we received from our parents, most of us got disapproval from other places too, from siblings, from relatives, from teachers, from peers, from the bully on the playground, from wherever. It's pretty safe to assume that almost all humans enter adulthood with a negative bias against themselves. And that negativity, that negativity is pretty cemented by the time we reach adulthood. We blame ourselves. We see ourselves as defective. We suffer from this chronic sense of self-doubt. And some of us suffer to a greater degree than others, but I would say we all have it. So our job now is to cultivate self-compassion, to let go of the guilt and the shame of being human, and to learn to be kind and forgiving of ourselves. Without the conditioning that we received as children, accepting ourselves unconditionally would have been almost automatic because we know that we are born with intrinsic value and inherent worth. 
So there's a few people out there who had parents that gave them predominantly positive messages. And maybe they don't struggle with self-acceptance as much as the rest of us. But I'd say that for the vast majority of the population, we have to do this work to learn to validate ourselves and see ourselves as enough, as worthy. And I like to take that a step further and say to see ourselves as perfect. But that requires getting over the habit of constantly judging yourself so that you can rise to the challenge of complete unqualified self-acceptance. All right. Now, perhaps more than anything else, cultivating self-acceptance requires that we develop more self-compassion. We have to learn to nurture ourselves in the ways that we weren't nurtured as children so that we can heal those parts of us that were left behind out of a desperate attempt to be acceptable. So we have to come to understand that our humanness is not our fault. And in fact, our humanness is the very thing that makes us acceptable, that makes us incredible. And I like to look at it as the part of us that is the badass woman within, all right? Now, when I think of myself as a badass woman, which, by the way, was really difficult for me to do not too long ago, but when I think of myself that way, I don't feel inadequate. I don't feel inferior. I don't feel less than. Instead, I feel strong and capable and able to face anything that the world throws my way. And what I want to put out there for all of you is that you also have a badass woman within. I promise. You may not be feeling that much these days, but if you stopped loving yourself as a child because of all of the things we've just talked about, then that part of you probably went into hiding and is just waiting for you to figure things out so she can come out again. And so your job is to change your view of yourself and become more self-accepting so that that badass part of you, which I believe is your true self, can emerge and take a more active role in your life. So how do you start doing that? Well, today I'm going to offer you three ways to do this. Now, these are not all-encompassing. There are a million ways to start becoming more self-accepting, but these three things will give you a place to start, a way to make progress toward becoming more self-accepting, all right? So the first thing that you can do is to recognize that you have done the best you could do to this point in your life. Considering all of the negative input that you probably received from starting with your parents, but then from other people throughout your life and culminating in your own negativity, you've done amazing. (laughs) So I want you to take a minute and just recognize that, that you've done the best you could do. Pat yourself on the back. Give yourself a little hug. Recognize that you've been doing everything you could to survive in the only way you knew how. And then you may need to 
re-examine some of the old feelings of guilt to see if there's actually something there that you need to make restitution for or to recognize that those feelings have nothing to do with you and everything to do with the old automatic messages that you were given when you were young. I often have clients who come to me who say they feel a lot of guilt for things they've done. But when I ask them what they've done, they can't really come up with anything that bad. The problem is that they're carrying around guilt that's associated with their lack of self-acceptance. They feel guilty because they simply aren't good enough. So if that's you, I just have one thing to say, all right? Stop it. (laughs) Just recognize that you have inherent worth, period. That guilt and shame that you're carrying around is based on some standard of perfection that isn't a reality for any of us. So just let it go. And again, recognize that you have done the best you could possibly do with what you were given to this point in your life. All right. Okay. Number two, I want you to take a minute to make a list of all the things that you currently don't accept about yourself. All right. Just write it all down. Get it all on paper. You don't have to show it to anybody else. You don't have to admit it to anybody else, but for yourself, get all of those things that you can't accept about yourself down on paper. And then once you've made that list, I want you to look at every aspect that is on it and see if you can bring understanding and compassion to that thing, whatever it is. So for example, maybe you've been told that you're too loud throughout your life. All right. I want you to just take a minute and look at that message and see where it came from. Did someone tell you that? Or why did you believe it in the first place? And then see if you can have compassion for that part of you who was just being you, who was not really doing anything wrong. Can you forgive yourself? Can you forgive your parents for teaching you that you were wrong or that you were bad? Can you accept that your volume is not actually too loud, that it's not about you at all? It's just who you are. Look at that trait and ask yourself, what do I need to do to create self-compassion and self-kindness around this? Whatever it is. So if you're too loud, do it around that. If you believe that you're too fat or too ugly or too smart or too whatever, do this exercise with every single one of those things on your list because understanding ourselves brings about healing. And that's what we're going for here. We're healing those messages that have kept us stuck in shame and guilt and self-loathing. And the more we can grasp why we were compelled to act in a particular way, the more likely we'll be able to excuse ourselves for the behavior and avoid repeating it in the future. All right. So becoming more accepting means that we begin to appreciate that we're really not to blame for anything, whether it's, you know, our looks or our intelligence or 
any of our more questionable questionable behaviors. All of our actions, all of our behaviors, all of the things that we are have simply come from some combination of our background, of our upbringing, of our biology. And going forward, we can take responsibility for the things that we've done. But if we're going to actively work on becoming more self-accepting, we have to look at these things with compassion and with forgiveness in our hearts. We have to realize that given the things that we were taught and the way that we were treated and all of the things that have contributed to who we are, we couldn't have behaved differently. All right. So make that list and then go over it with compassion and kindness and see if you can bring understanding to those things. All right. So that's number two. Now, number three is this. Do not try to improve yourself into (laughs) self-acceptance. I want to be very clear that self-acceptance has nothing to do with self-improvement. I just want to make sure we're all on the same page because self-acceptance isn't about fixing anything. Self-acceptance is just affirming who we are with whatever strengths and weaknesses we possess. So the problem with focusing on self-improvement when you're trying to be self-accepting is that you're once again making self-acceptance conditional. And you can't ever feel totally secure or good enough as long as your self-regard depends on constantly bettering yourself. Okay, so self-acceptance is oriented in the here and now. It's who you are today, not in the future. Self-acceptance is about being okay today with no qualifications, period. We're not trying to ignore our faults. We're just viewing them as irrelevant to our basic acceptability. So it's imperative that no self-improvement happens in the name of self-acceptance. Now, that doesn't mean we can't improve. It just means that we have to stop grading ourselves or keeping score with ourselves so that we can adopt an attitude of non-judgmental self-love and forgiveness. So I can't emphasize that enough. It is absolutely possible to accept and love yourself and still be committed to a lifetime of personal growth. Because accepting yourself as as you are today doesn't mean that you're not going to be motivated to make changes. And I see it as quite the opposite. You don't have to do anything to secure self-acceptance and... When you accept that you're already perfect, it opens up a whole world of possibilities for ways that you can improve. And then changing who you are becomes a matter of self-preference rather than a matter of self-preservation. And that's a radically different place to come from in the world of self-improvement. All right? So don't try to improve yourself into self-acceptance. That's not what we're doing here. I just want to leave you with this thought. If you need another reason for self-acceptance, just know that there is a 
deep connection between self-acceptance and happiness. In his book, Happiness Now, Robert Holden says this, happiness and self-acceptance go hand in hand. In fact, your level of self-acceptance determines your level of happiness. The more self-acceptance you have, the more happiness you'll allow yourself to accept, to receive, and to enjoy. In other words, you enjoy as much happiness as you believe you're worthy of, unquote. And I would say you're worthy of it all. So if you're ready to start working on increasing your self-love, I want to invite you to join the Self-Love Club. The Self-Love Club is founded on six pillars of self-love, and they are going to help you silence your inner mean girl and start showing up more confidently in your life. So in the Self-Love Club, we'll be working on gaining awareness over your thoughts and feelings and actions so that you can use them to create the life you want to live. We're going to learn about how the mind and body heal from trauma and teach you some powerful tools that will help you thrive. We'll learn what it means to love every part of you and how to embrace the good, the bad, and the ugly. You'll identify your values and gain a better understanding of how you fit into the world, and you'll become more confident as you uncover the things that are holding you back and learn how to trust yourself as you move forward. And you'll emerge with a vision of who you are, what you want in the future, and the knowledge of how to get it. On top of all of that, you're going to get to make connections with other women who are also doing this work. The Self-Love Club is a safe place to explore who you are and what you want so you can start living the life you deserve. So if you have an inner mean girl who's kept you from really becoming the woman you want to be, I want you to join the waitlist to get more information and to get access to early registration, which is happening this Saturday, October 15th. So the Self-Love Club is a group coaching program with just eight women in each group. It's going to be conducted over Zoom and includes weekly group calls where you're going to learn concepts and get coaching. This is not a subscription program with videos and coaching calls where there's hundreds of people and only a few get coached. This is a small group that will meet together weekly and get to know each other on an intimate basis, build relationships and support each other, all while getting incredible coaching and life-changing information from me. And it's going to be available for a low monthly charge. So I am really excited about this. The Self-Love Club will start during the first week of November. And again, it's only open to eight women. So registration will start on October 17th, but those on the wait list will get early access to registration on October 15th. So I'm putting the link to the wait list in the show notes. And if this is something that you'd like to be part of, please click that link and get on the list today. All right. I'm super excited about it. And as I said, self-acceptance is one of the six pillars, and we are going to be diving into how to really create that for yourself. All right. Thanks for being here, and I hope you're enjoying this marathon of 31 episodes in 30 days. So tune in again tomorrow for the next pillar. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. 
If you're enjoying the podcast, scroll down and leave us a five-star rating and review. And if you'd like more information on how to work with me, schedule a free consult using the link in the show notes. I'd love to chat about how coaching can help silence your inner mean girl and unleash the badass woman within. You've got nothing to lose except your negative self-talk. Schedule your consult today.